Oh, okay, yeah. I'm trying to remember. You have to do a lot of voices for these. Here we go. Joy. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You got to do a lot of voices for these. This is the my. Yeah. This is this is great. This bodes well. I love it. Okay. Who can play that game? Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller, and welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. No, no, no. It's it's. It, you should stop listening right now if you have more than one friend. I, I'm going to make this real simple for you, okay? I know that you're not mm. quite as quick on the uptake. All right, what you need to do is you need to press the uh, pause button on your podcast. It looks like two vertical lines there, right? Like two friends standing up. Just press that. Yeah. And, and then... Um, and then uh, go listen to something else okay so we don't want and you then here. click something else yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right i like this andrew you're taking a new turn you're basically telling our audience you're stupid goodbye <laughs> you know what i mean like just being real well no 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 they're not our audience they they got here by accident because they have more than one friend see our audience oh right you're talking to the people that have more than one friend right. i see i got gotcha. you our audience is very smart and uh, they're here because they have just one friend and they're here to listen yeah. about they're here to listen about two player board games, which is what the show is. Oh, about. they know they know what the pause button looks like, Andrew. They, that not only do they know what a pause button looks like and the universal pause button that's uh, present in every uh, country in the world, they can also <laughs> tell us the history of it. You know what I mean? They'd fill us in on how it became to be. You know what I mean? Oh, that's yes. a smart audience we got. Bunch of smarty pants. We're over here uh, scratching our head going, "How how come the pause is two bars and the, our audience is actually at home going what are you guys dumb as heck everybody knows why it's too vertical but anyway andrew uh, um if we did our job correctly you very well might be listening to this podcast on may 4th hey may the 4th be with you everybody this is star wars day if you're listening to on premiere and day, also with yeah. you <laughs> that's right that's the correct response back that's the correct response what, what are the chances right it lines up on a tuesday when we release this episode so of course we had to do a wow. star a star wars game right that's right andrew that's right and today i got a surprise for the audience i happened to be looking up bad games and stumbled <laughs> upon uh the idea of there being there's like a a uh, star wars themed lightsaber text-based book booklet-based game uh <laughs> dueling lightsaber dueling game and i immediately ordered it and had it delivered to andrew's house and uh, we're here to talk about it today andrew we finally got around to playing it and we want to cover it this uh, i i i'm gonna just call it what it says on the the front cover andrew this one this game is called star wars lightsaber dueling pack <laughs> that's the name of the game star wars lightsaber dueling pack and uh, I, I just want to clarify one thing. Pete said he was looking up bad games. This game is not necessarily a bad game. It seems like on the surface it would not be great. Right. But, well, we don't want to jump yeah, to the end, it was, end, of, the, end of the show we're not here, gonna but. Right. We're not going to give anything away up top. But uh, it, it, was, it, was in that, it was in the course of finding bad games for us, yes. Andrew. And, you know, hey. Let me say I found some that were pretty bad that are going to be coming up before too long. Let's just put it that <laughs> way. Wink. It was a nice surprise when it showed up on my doorstep. It was a nice little surprise, Pete, so thanks. That's what friends are for, I knew right? you'd love it. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, this is meant for me and Andrew. So <laughs> Now, Andrew, everybody at home is like, gosh darn, I wish these two guys would fr friggin' sum up this game in one sentence. And who are we to deny them, Andrew? Go ahead and uh, tell me about this game. Put it in one sentence. One sentence explanations. 
Okay, so uh, you're talking about this game Star Wars Lightsaber Dueling Pack in one sentence? That's the one. All right, I guess I'd have to say that this game is a lightsaber duel, but with an extremely slow frame rate. That's for all you oh, yeah. film buffs out there. Oh, film buffs? Or I thought you were talking like video game, like uh, frame rate, you know, like PC gamers. Oh, well, same thing. Gamer. It's essentially the same thing, right? You have the different frames that go by real slow. Right. Or I was thinking it's kind of like if you've ever been one of those like... Uh, I've seen around Halloween, like those haunted houses where they are shooting the strobe lights and it's like everything looks like it's all choppy. So maybe it's a... Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe yeah. Luke and, and Darth Vader are having a lightsaber duel in like a strobe light house or something like that. Oh, I like that. That is a yeah. that is a cool way of thinking of this game. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, for a second, I thought I thought you <laughs> I thought your sentence I thought uh, your sentence was going to be uh, Star Wars lightsaber dueling pack. This is a lightsaber dueling in a pack. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> maybe that should be I my should... sentence. I should have done that. that. I should have done that. That's uh, this is lights. This is uh, <laughs> this is lightsaber dueling of the Star Wars variety in pack form. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, I that can be mine, but I also have another one here, Andrew. I, I also would say this is a game where you can experience the death-defying thrill of a duel without ever even sitting up on your couch. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's. It's for all you couch You don't have potatoes. to leave your couch. You don't even have to sit up. You can lie down and play this game where you almost, where you might kill someone. <laughs> right. That is a benefit of this game, actually. I did play this game. Of course, Pete and I played over the phone here. Where it's, we're still uh, we're still distancing from each yeah. other here. But uh, but it's a game you can play over the phone without even seeing the other person. And you can lie down on your couch while you're playing it. That's exactly what I did. It's amazing. You were lying down that whole time, Andrew? You didn't tell me? Yeah, I was. I was lying down the entire time we played. I was sitting straight up, sweating. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, you, you well, you got more exercise than I did, I guess, by sitting. I was I was sitting Cesar, which is um oh man i don't i shouldn't get into this but it's like a, a traditional it's a it's a, it's a way of si- sitting uh that's very that's very japanese it's it was uh, kind of like a traditional way of sitting that was very formal where you sit on your with your knees on the ground and then you sit on your heels and and your right. big toes kind of interlock it's it's a it's a way that you see a lot of samurais sit um, yeah i think i've in, seen this in media and, yeah they're they're sitting seiza uh which is honestly very uncomfortable for me, at least, uh, and uh, and it's considered like a very formal, respectful way of sitting, I guess, uh, essentially when you're in company with uh, other people who are maybe like above you in rank or anything like that. So that's how I was sitting while we were playing lightsaber dueling pack, Andrew. <laughs> wow, I didn't know you were being so respectful to me. That's really nice. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this game and what this is. Right. This is literally two books two That's, very yeah. thin books heck you might even call them booklets yeah um, they, which yeah. is what, soft, uh, what they are soft cover soft no hard cover. cover on these yeah booklets i don't know what, what would you say page wise 40 uh, let's say around 40 50 pages something like that so these things are these things are thin you know what i mean i love it you can put it in your bag you can put it in your to-go bag uh, and basically one person is luke and one person is darth vader A.K.A. Anakin Skywalker. Sorry, spoiler alert. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, Don't spoil it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. And then you just duel each other, baby. And the way that you do it is you, like, flip to a page. You you decide what attack you're going to do. You flip to a page. Your opponent decides what attack they're going to do. They flip to a page. And then you tell each other at the same time what you decided to do. And then the directions, based on what they decided to do, have you flip to yet another page, and that gives you the result. You know what I mean? So you might yeah. flip to the the final result page for that round, and it says, oh, well, you got knocked on your butt. 
because they did X and you did Y. You know what I mean? Right. Or, yeah, you landed a hit because they spun into you and you decided to go low and stuff like that. And then you just do that until somebody loses essentially 30 HP, 30 hit points, basically. They call them force points. And what is cool is we talked about somebody dying earlier, but in this game specifically, when you lose, when when all when somebody takes all of your force points or your hit points or whatever, you flee, quote unquote. You you run away, essentially. <laughs> That's so somebody right. dies. And I think the idea is you've been kind of corrupted by the other side, whether it's the dark side or the light side, and you gotta get out of there. So uh this this mechanic, I mean, it, it fits together really well. We'll talk a little bit more about it, but it's got a code at the bottom. And so each move that you can do, which is actually the only other component to this game is like a little character card and it has all your moves on it. And uh, so you pick a move and then you just tell your opponent that number and they look at the little the little code at the bottom of each page and it tells them which page to flip to. Then when you see the result, you're seeing, like if I'm playing as Luke Skywalker, my book has pictures of Darth Vader in it. So I'm seeing what Darth Vader looks like from my perspective. So it's pretty cool. You know, you can see him. Your like, dad. Yes. Whoa, no spoilers again, Pete. Jeez. Yeah, sorry. You never know. There might be people out there who haven't don't know the most famous line in all of Star Wars. Somebody tuning into this podcast going, you know, I've been hearing about this Star Wars thing. Uh, I might actually t- I might actually watch the movie sometime soon. Let me let me see what these guys got to say about this game. <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. Um, but there's a whole bunch of different uh, moves that you can do, different attacks. You can also do blocking. Uh, you can use the Force. But, uh, as Darth Vader, you can, like, throw stuff at, at uh, Luke like he does in Empire Strikes Back, yeah. which is pretty cool. You can even knock the other person's lightsaber out of their hand, and then they can only do certain moves yep. for a while. Uh, all you kinds could of different kick them. Yeah, there, there's, I would say, this is another estimate on my part, but maybe, like, 20 moves. It's actually a pretty wide range of moves you can do. You can strike high. You can strike low. You can block high. You can block low. You can, like, sidestep and, sw- and swing. You can overhead swing high low. You can backstep. You can dodge. You can, right. you know, all sorts of stuff. You can, you can use uh, the force against the other person whether it be like using the dark side uh like trying to get to the other person to turn to the dark side or trying to get to the other person to turn to the light side which kind of like throws them off mentally which right. is kind of cool so yeah there's a wide they put they put they put thought into this there's a wide range of uh, moves you can do and that's it that the whole game is just two books and two character cards uh it seems really simple it plays very simply like it's pretty once you once you learn the two rules uh you kind of you know you uh, it's very easy to get into but um I'd say a lot of it is kind of like, uh, almost like rock, paper, scissor a little bit. You kind of have to guess what the other person might do in that situation. So there's a little bit of strategy, but also a fair bit of luck based on what the other person does. Yeah, I I don't know if you've ever played or heard of it, Andrew, but there there was an old PlayStation game called Bushido Blade. Uh, oh, speaking no. of samurai, um, that was set in um, you know a- a- ancient Japan, basically, and the whole ge- well, I don't I don't want to say gimmick of the game, but the the hook of the game that was really cool was. It was trying to be as realistic a duel as possible between two people, uh, and they could all have different styles depending on the person you play. And uh, the real hook of it was that you could. It was kind, they tried to be realistic in the in the life uh, taking aspect of it, where like if you just land the right hit, the person could die in one hit, basically. Whoa. So it, this one's not quite that punishing in terms of like mistakes you make you don't you don't you can't die in one hit but i feel like the level of like realism that they were going for with this is is there you know what i mean like they they're trying to mirror an actual duel with swords as as best as they can i think they pull it off really well yeah and i like you hit on the the only kind of unrealistic part is the fact that you have 30 hit points and if you get they show pictures of like you getting hit in the head with your lightsaber 
I mean, in real life, as yeah. we know, Star Wars is real life, right? In real life, uh, yeah. you get you get hit in the head with lightsaber, you're you're done immediately. I mean, there's no uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> even more unrealistic than swords, you know? It's like, come on. Uh, but uh, that doesn't matter. You have to. It, it's fun because uh, you got to take a few hits, you know, before there's a winner. Exactly. It's, it, it would be it, it, honestly, if, if this was Bushido Blade rules or whatever, it would be too quick if, you know, if you just yeah. landed one hit and the person died. But <laughs> so it, it's having 30 hit points is good, honestly, for this yes. one, at least. But Andrew, yes, give me some history, baby. I don't know anything about how this game came to be. And I think you do. I have All a right. feeling you do. I sense, I sense the force in you, Andrew. <laughs> All right, we're going to uh, take you to school here. Um, let's see. This game was published in 1988 by West End Games. West End Games, of course, had the... Uh, they had the Star Wars license for a while there in, like, the 80s. Uh, I call that the dark times, you know, between when there was no Star Wars coming out. It was like... You know, Return of the Jedi had already come out as before any of the prequels and all the new stuff came out. It was like kind of a dry spell for Star Wars. So this game came out right in the middle. Well, except that dry spell for like canon stuff, I guess, when you look back on it now. But I, I did see a list of all the stuff that West End put out for Star Wars during that time. And it's a pretty extensive list because they, they did like a role playing game and there's like tons of supplemental books for that and everything like that right and well yes they they did some some text adventures and stuff like that too so i was like whoa they they put out a fair amount of stuff during that time but you're right it was not i i don't even think they would do they well you you might tell me but do they consider that stuff canon these days i, I would assume oh that. no no um but you know no, what i meant was there were no movies or tv shows coming out but uh yeah they had and of course they had all the books that were coming out uh, andrew hates books and Andrew doesn't <laughs> consider books to be uh, no. anything but trash. Well, nowadays, like, actually, mm, when I'm thinking about like creative output, I'm always thinking movie and TVs. Authors are kind of the scum of the earth, you know. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no, well, since <laughs> since Disney bought Star Wars, they officially said all those old, all that old stuff besides the movies is not uh, can like that's not part of it, and they like reset the. Well, canon. Disney hates books too. They've been trying yeah. to corrupt our kids for years to make them stop reading. Nope. And, and start <laughs> they they want listen let's put it this way they want they want a screen attached to all of our kids heads if disney had their way that may be true but uh they are still coming out with star wars books that are now ca- new canon they call it and the old stuff is called legends so this is i guess this could be part of uh, legends you know maybe but anyway this game was invented the system was invented by a guy named alfred leonardi and he w- he was a junior high history teacher and this was at, like in the late 70s that he was thinking about this. He, uh, His dad flew in World War II in a, airplanes, and they used to build model planes together, so he knew a lot about airplanes. Yeah, this is a very specific kind of guy. Now this right. all kind of makes sense. A guy, <laughs> you know, a guy who would put this much time and effort into a dueling system is definitely this kind of guy, a history teacher, right? you know, who used to build model planes and stuff like right. that. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I watched an interview with him. He said that, like, when kids were taking tests, he would be, like, at his desk, like, figuring out the, the system, you know, like, working on the game. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but I mean, not... if it were me, I'd probably be teaching, but, you know, no, right. just, like, <laughs> just like burning him. He's no. just, like, admitting that while his kids were taking tests, he was doing <laughs> something. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, he's retired now, so, you know, he's going to, he's just. Yeah, wa- also, who cares? While your kids are taking, absolutely, while, you're, while the kids are taking tests, do whatever the <laughs> heck you want. I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. He so anyway, a kid in his class um, brought in a a board game that's like a dog fighting game of World War One planes called uh, Richtofen's War, which actually I learned was the the name of the real life Red Baron of the uh, Snoopy 
uh, fame and and the pizza fame, right? Red Baron, you know that guy. I was literally just about to make a Snoopy joke. I was trying to figure out where to where to hop in with a Snoopy Red Baron joke, <laughs> and uh, no need, I guess. It's actually there, huh? That game, you're right, exactly. It's right there. That game was for one to six players, so we'll never look at it. But um, Oof. it was one of the first Oof, games. What a mistake! Yeah. I know, one garbage. to six players, and it was about dog fighting in a plane. Uh, I know. Okay, you know what I mean. Imagine six guys with a flight stick in their hand trying to fly the same plane. No, 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 thanks. You know what I mean. <laughs> that sounds now. That sounds like a joke. Just kidding. Uh, too many. Right, right, right. Uh, too many cooks in the kitchen, as they say. Too many uh, yeah. pilots in the cockpit, or something like that. Too many Snoopies uh, flying the uh, biplane. <laughs> right. Too as many they Snoop- say. Too many Snoopies. Um, it was one of the first games that had hex uh, hexagonal uh, spaces, though, which was kind of unique for the time. Um, one of those early hex games, which is kind of cool. But anyway, uh, he he and this kid in his class actually came up with a two-player version, so they saved us uh, after school. I guess like he and a couple kids would come up with this system, and he called it Ace of Aces. And it was World War One dogfighting. So it was two books with uh, like dogfighting, you know, airplanes, and you could see the other plane from your perspective. And it was sim- very similar to this book, this book here, except it didn't have the character cards. So it was just like you had, to, had like two sections on each on each page. But uh, uh, it took about a year and a half for him to make this first book, and it got published in 1980, and it was a pretty big hit as far as those things go. And uh, yeah, he said he said in one interview that it took a long time to perfect this system you know a lot of checking and making sure that everything matched up and he's like nowadays you could do this much easier on a on a computer yeah he also was big into like dungeon games like dungeon and dragon type of things um and he on the side he wrote children's books which were like fantasy books which were similar to like choose your own adventure which is kind of what this game reminds me of it's like oh Mm -hmm. if if this choice then go to that page and it's interesting you say that because and and you said the thing about computers earlier, yeah. Uh, because that I think those all, I mean that that's what coding for computer is, right? You go yeah. if this, then this. You know what I mean? That's computing basically. So right. like it all, it's all the same. It's all the same world. All the same system. It's just that you know, like one is literally written, handwritten by page, and you are the computer. You you crunch the numbers. You know right. what I mean yourself. And uh, and the other system is literally there is a machine that that does it for you essentially. That's it's. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't want to get too nerdy on you, but this is actually in, in computer science. It's called finite state automata. So all the all the computer oh. all the computer nerds out there are just like going nuts right now that I said. Okay, that. nerd. <laughs> um, so anyway, with he kind of combined his idea with Ace of Aces with choose your own adventure, like fantasy type things, and he came up with a whole set of books there called Lost Worlds. And uh, this was actually a lot more popular than Ace of Aces. And Lost Worlds is just a dueling game. So the first one was like a skeleton with like a sword and a shield. And there were all kinds Sick. of different all kinds of different creatures that you could be. Uh, so you would buy like individual books and then you could match them up. Wait, I'm sorry, Andrew, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. You told me that the first one was a skeleton with a sword and then you were like, but you could be other stuff. And it's like, why? Why be? Are you kidding me? Like you got a choice to be a skeleton with a sword or anything else, and you're like, right. you're even you're even second guessing that choice. Know what I mean? Right. I would be a skeleton with a sword right now, Andrew. Well, that's funny that you say that because he in this interview that I saw, it was on YouTube. You guys can find it out there if you look up his name. Um, he was saying that uh, I guess the publishing company for Ace of Aces wanted like a a dueling, like a fencing game, and so he was doing a lot of research about fencing. And he was like, he was like, it was pretty boring. Like I learned a lot of moves, but I didn't, I wasn't that interested until I thought, what if it was a skeleton? 
That's like exactly what he yes. said. What, what if it was a skeleton? This is my dude. <laughs> this is my dude. We should all be thinking, but what if it was a skeleton at all times? That is right. sick as heck. <laughs> so there are tons of these books. It's like 50 different characters, that you, books that you could buy for this. Uh, and they actually, I mean, they went out of print for a little while, but they're making a resurgence now. They're, they're reprinting um, a lot of these and like coming up with new ones. Oh, no, Andrew. I think uh, I think our families are going about to get very angry at us as we pour money into <laughs> <laughs> the new our our new skeleton our new addiction skeleton with swords uh dueling uh games uh. yeah so the the cool thing was that you could mix and match them of course so it's kind of like you just show up with a book that nobody else has seen it's kind of almost like a trading card game in that way a little bit because you kind of yeah. bring bring what you have to the table and just see what it's like to play as different creatures booster packs this game that we're playing here star wars uh lightsaber dueling pack is just basically a port of lost of Lost Worlds, and he had nothing to do with this. It's just like they sold the rights to West End Games to make a Star Wars version, and so it's and it's I I, I looked it up. It's not easily compatible with Lost World books. So I because I I thought that'd be sick if you could have a skeleton fighting against Darth Vader, right? Wouldn't yeah. that be sweet? But the hit points don't match up. Like they have a lot more hit points in this, and that the attacks do different amounts of damage. So you'd have to like really hmm. adjust some of that stuff. But uh, you could do it if you you, you know, change it around. Interesting. They also came out with a Star Wars Starfighter battle book in 1989, a year later, which is very similar to Ace of Aces. So it's like a uh, Darth Vader's TIE fighter versus a X-Wing. So that's another one. Yeah, and uh, Andrew, I got to say, I um, I actually stumbled upon that one today, in oh. fact. And the file... And you bought it, you bought it that, and sent it to my house? No, well, <laughs> I was thinking about it. But the file, <laughs> I, I found like a PDF of it. And my friend, it had like 458 pages. What? <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, it was pretty wild. Uh, there was like multiple. It was literally like a, a thing where it was like a picture of like through your cockpit of the other, you know, whether it's a Tie Fighter or like an X-wing or something like that. And it was, and every subsequent page, it was just in a slightly different spot. You know what I mean? Mm. It was like, <laughs> it was like there was 200 different locations the other ship could be in that you're trying to wow. shoot or something like that like it was it, it seemed pretty um detailed i would say wow <laughs> i was i was impressed i was like how in the heck could a book be the could it have this many pa- pages <laughs> and then as i was flipping through the pictures i was like oh these are all extremely similar but there's slight differences to all of them <laughs> you know what i mean like wow well that sounds cool if we had a little more time i guess so anyway, um, he is still working on this. Now that he's retired, he's like he's coming up with new versions of Lost Worlds games, and um, he's working on one that involves more verbal negotiations as moves that you can do, like you know trying oh, to I like, like that. yeah convince the other your opponent to like drop their weapons and stuff like that, which is Ooh. kind of kind of in this one when you kind of use the force, you know, use the light side yes. and the dark side to. So, yes. but he's try- he's trying to go. With, I think he might even be trying to go with just verbal like arguments, like basically a debate club, the the board game. I almost. like this, dude. <laughs> yeah. I like this. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, there there are also many besides Star Wars. There are also tons of other licensed versions of this that you can find out there of different um, characters fighting against each other. Some you know, more family friendly than others. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to maybe get too far into it, but uh, I believe this system has also been applied to some um, some o- anime girl uh, stuff and everything that comes with, uh, with that uh, sometimes, you know, wh- whatever the body measurements may be, etc. You know what I mean? Uh, 
I believe yeah. there might be a uh, an entire. I happen to have looked this man up and all of his games on uh, on a website, and uh, by the time I I hit maybe like the fourth page of games or something like that, it it, it took a very decidedly different turn, let's say, into <laughs> a world uh, that uh, you know we can't talk about on this uh, this podcast. Well, I would say that uh, he himself is just credited because he came up with the system. But again, he has nothing to do with all these other all these other licensed versions. Smart, so. I would say, to, to yeah. sell the system, make a little money off of that stuff, and then and then just be like, "Cool, man, do with that what you will." Essentially, you know <laughs> right, I mean? and right. I'll just I'll just take the check. You know, right. that's great. So that's the history of uh, of this game. There are actually lots of other versions that you could play out there, but uh, we are talking about this specific Star Wars lightsaber dueling pack version. So um, yeah, absolutely. Do you want it? Speaking of packs, Pete, should we talk about uh, nice package? Nice package. Okay, Andrew. Yeah, let's talk about nice package. The segment where we talk about everything that comes with the physical elements of this game. The packaging, the rulebook, whatever, really. All the physical elements of this game. What do you think here, Andrew? I have to say, speaking about, like, specifically the the rules section of the, the game, I think it's uh, pretty straightforward. I also think that it happens to have some of the tightest yet in-depth descriptions of who Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker are. <laughs> There's, like, I would say maybe like six to seven paragraphs uh, um, describing each each one of them, and I left that feeling almost more informed by the booklets than even the movies. Sometimes I was like, "Oh yeah, those are his motivations." Actually, you know what I mean? Like, I thought that was very well written and concise, but really good. Right. So it's kind of like if you've never seen the movies, you just want the Cliff Notes version. Just just read, just buy this game and read the first couple pages. You'd be like, "Oh, okay, that that's what this is all about." All right. Cool. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's who those guys are. No, you're right. Okay. You know. I would say with the with the directions uh, themselves, it's the first few pages in the rule books, and you know they're they're pretty straightforward. Uh, this is an older game, so this definitely does. It's not like a lot of the more modern board games where you've got a lot of color. This is all black and white, and it's just it looks like you could have typed this on a typewriter almost because it, it is a little bit older. But I'm not going to hold that against it. It's just an aesthetic thing. Yeah, and there there is one thing that I think that it suffers from that that has been improved upon since you know the '80s when this was made, which is like the use of graphics and like pictographs to yep. help people understand better what it looks like when they're going to play. Like when we first played this, Andrew, yes, we messed a good story. Up a yeah. very big part of the game. We uh, essentially left a very big part of the game out, and it didn't make sense to us, and we were like, this is absolutely broken and trash. And then we found it, you found it, the mistake, and then we <laughs> replayed it, and we were like, oh, no, it's not. It's actually good. So, like, um, and, and the one thing that would have helped me, I don't know if you feel the same way, is if there was just, like, a little illustration of what yeah. you do. That would have, yeah. in my mind, that would have made it all click, basically. I mean, it is all there written in the words, but it would help to have one more step of, like, explanation, basically. Right. It was literally one sentence that we missed that changed the entire game. <laughs> we were that exactly. first night. That first night we were playing it, we were like, this is, hor- this is unplayable. This is a horrible game. We were, right. we weren't, we weren't right. flipping, flipping to our first move page. We were just flipping to the result page. It made no sense. Uh, yes, right. It, it, it right. It didn't actually. It, it, it essentially like, randomized all the results, and we were like, yeah, exactly. We were. I was like, I swung at you low, and you like, and you ducked, and 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 now my page is showing you like flying through the air or something like that. And we we're like, what's <laughs> going on? Uh, and uh, so that is so you know 
we can tell you that the rules are not 100% easy to follow, at least for us that first time, but... I'm looking up the history of this game. I'm like, why are there 50 versions of this? How is this so popular? It's so horrible. And then I, I went back and, oh, you missed this one sentence. Right. After that, it yeah. was pretty good. Pretty fun game after that. Right. Once once you are 100% on the rules, it makes perfect sense <laughs> and it flows really well. So that's good. I'd say we were probably just rushing when we read it. Like, I don't think it's, uh, most people would probably read yeah. this and have, we're just dumb is what we're saying. Yeah. And then, Andrew, once you get through all the rules and the description of the characters, baby it's all pictures and numbers which is very interesting so they they do a really efficient spacing in the booklet so they're basically every page has two portions there's a top portion that has the picture which as we said basically shows you from your point of view what's going on with your opponent and then a bottom section which is just a grid of numbers and you use those numbers like we said to figure out what page you're going to ultimately turn to to get your result picture. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they could have easily, they could have done it a different way. At some point I was like, why don't they just have all the grids in one section? You know what I mean? And then have all the results in another section. But honestly, that would have just made more pages because yeah. by putting the those these number grids that you use as a reference at the bottom of a picture, you could basically c- cut the book in half essentially. So I think that that was a very efficient use of space. Absolutely. Uh, I love the illustrations. These are all clearly like hand-drawn pictures of Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. I mean, they take you back to to a simpler time for sure, black and white. But it's it's they're good stuff. I mean, we were commenting. You have never seen Darth Vader this flexible in your life. Some of the moves he does yes. in this. <laughs> His legs, Andrew, are wide and out there and spread, baby. It's like you 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 know what I mean. It's like th- this man is bending at the knees. More than you literally... When When's the last time you can ever have seen Darth Vader bend at the knees, Andrew? You know what I mean? Let alone right. squat and jump and flip and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, so... <laughs> well, it's it's a lot like, uh, you know... Like, well, in the newer movies, the prequels, like, you saw, like, uh, Darth Maul. He's doing flips and stuff like that and, like, acrobatics. Yeah. And in the old movies, Darth Vader, he's literally, like... The guy must have been just in the super stiff suit, like can't really bend yeah. the whole way. <laughs> he just strolls. He right. just walks. Yeah. Uh, so it's more like uh, Frankenstein, which I think was what they were going for with him, actually. Yeah. But th- this... And Luke th- is looking good with his, uh, you know, collared shirt straight out of... Re- th- this is based on... Uh, this is specifically set on, at the uh, Return of the Jedi duel, because uh, he's wearing his his all black get up Luke and he's the collar the high collared shirt and everything like that. Yeah, I'll say the picture on the back though. Uh, it has Luke in Return of the Jedi, but then it has Vader in Empire Strikes Back holding out his hand, which I guess is just a more iconic mm. shot of him. But mm, but you're right. Excuse me. Just like you know, yep. pushing up three <laughs> pairs of glasses. Excuse right. me. West End Games, you know. <laughs> no, but. But the illustrations inside clearly show Luke yeah. in his black outfit, his, his uh, Jedi, yep. he, when he's officially a Jedi. Yep. What are some of your uh, favorite pictures, Andrew? Because I, I really like the char- the one where where you charge at the person because both of them look yep. pretty darn intimidating and they're like, they have their lightsaber like over their head and they're ready to overhead smash you basically and they're running yep. at you. I think that's a really cool one. I got two here for you. One similar to that, but one where where you where you get behind the other person, like you, I guess in the previous movie, yeah. you run past them. And then you, in the picture, you could just see like Darth Vader's shadow from behind you and he's got his lightsaber up over his head like he's about to smack you in the back. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah, That's very, a good touch. Yeah, yeah. Very intimidating. Yeah. yeah some, sometimes you can, uh, during the duel, you can get like spun around. So, so your opponent might be behind you essentially. And, and, and then yeah. you're vulnerable and stuff like that. So that's a, that's a cool one. I like the one when you kick because it, it's, it's almost like from like a low angle and it looks like they're stomping you. It's like, yes. really, it's like, ah, I've never, never seen Luke Skywalker stomp me before. It's very interesting. <laughs> no, they're good. It's, it's dynamic. And of course, like we said, the, the game is all based on like, combinations two inputs it's like what i choose plus combined with what my opponent chooses and that's going to be the result of the move you know so it's uh right there's all kinds of different uh maze pathways you can take in this and uh sometimes you sometimes you go through a a couple games and then you'll come up with a picture that you've never even seen before you're like oh we never even seen this one before that's cool yeah like one time i did a flip as luke skywalker and but you did an overhead swing smash or whatever and so of course that's going to connect and it's going to connect hard i lost a lot of life on that one because like i i jumped up into your lightsaber essentially you know what i mean so it's like it's like that kind of thing and uh but you're right uh when you said earlier the one thing that i uh, love about these illustrations are are the number of them where somebody's just simply getting bonked in the head with a lightsaber you know what i mean like (laughs) it's just it's just luke skywalker and it's just like bonk and it's like well okay that would have probably taken a chunk of his head it would have sliced right through his head but okay you know what i mean <laughs> all right there's one i'm looking at one right now where he's getting poked in the stomach and he's just like oh yeah like, you know it's he's like, like it's like yeah <laughs> it's like that game punch out you ever play that for uh nintendo yes <laughs> yes right like, and they're just like ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah you can see like some some wind coming out of his mouth like oh man that really oh that you got me you know what i mean and it's like well all right i think i probably killed you but okay uh <laughs> yes yeah well, Andrew, uh, Lord knows we're loving these booklets. Um, let's see what everybody else thinks. Uh, let's review on this. Review on this. Okay, it's time to review on this. And this is the time when uh, Pete's going to read some online reviews that people wrote online about this game. Yeah, that's right, Andrew. I, I I logged on, baby, and uh, and I <laughs> and I connected straight to the internet and downloaded uh, some tasty little bites from some folks around the world wide web. Andrew, this person says this game is a five out of ten. Interesting move, counter move, booklet game, but loses its fascination after a few plays. Now, Andrew, this guy acts like this is a known genre of game. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, excuse me, name another move, counter move booklet game that this guy didn't make. Leonardo, whatever his name is, Alfred Leonardi. Yes. You know Alfred what I mean? He's like, he's like, well, th- he's like, this is one of the more interesting move, counter move booklet games. Oh, yeah. What, what are you comparing it to? You know, <laughs> his other games. Yeah, right. Yeah. The guy is the guy made all of them. You know what I mean? It's one thing. Yeah. <laughs> As far as I know, unless there's somebody else who's a rival, who knows? Could be, Andrew. Hmm. Andrew, this person gave it a 6 out of 10. They said, a close relative to the Lost World books shares the same mechanic and would be compatible if not for one single move. Uh, yep, Andrew, just one move that uh, means that you can't play Luke Skywalker against, like, a pirate or something like that. Yeah, there's really (laughs) just one move, you know what I mean? It's, uh, oh, wait, no, I just thought of maybe one more reason, uh, Andrew, which is that Luke has a friggin' laser sword that cuts through everything (laughs) except other laser swords and Bespar and everything like that, you know what I mean? (laughs) 
Right, exactly. You talked about Luke uh, going up against the, the skeleton with a sword earlier, but it's like, that wouldn't be a contest either. It's like, I mean, it would be sick to see, but it would be like, uh, I mean, he'd be cutting through that sword, you know, unless yeah. the, unless the sword is best bar, you know what I mean? In that case, uh, uh, hmm? you know. Maybe. Andrew, this person. <laughs> yes, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. Maybe not. Unless, unless, uh, unless you know, Leonardi tells me that the skeleton does specifically has a non-best bar you know, steel sword or whatever. You know, I'm going to assume it is. Well, he's a Man- not- Mandalorian skeleton. It's kind of sick. Oh, oh, uh, talk to me. It's season three now. Okay. <laughs> Andrew, this person gave it a seven out of 10. They said, good dueling game. Lots of fun with my seven. And then in parentheses, eight comma nine in parentheses, year old son. <laughs> okay, Andrew, <laughs> how old is your son exactly? How are you giving me this many... You know, different ages for this kid. Good dueling game. Lots of fun with my seven, eight, nine-year-old son. <laughs> All right. And it's just son singular. He didn't say sons, and that would make right. sense. And he didn't right. say like seven to eight. And it's like, all right, that kind of makes sense. He's between seven and eight. He went seven, eight, nine-year-old son. You know what I mean? It's like, all right. Maybe this is like a, a preemptive review. It's like, well, I'm going to say these seven, but maybe somebody three, you know, two years from now is going to be reading this. And so. I'll... Yeah, I thought about that too, but I was like, why did he stop there then? Why didn't he do well, like true. seven, eight, nine, 10, 11? Unless there's a very sad story. <laughs> didn't think about that actually behind that. Oh, okay, let's oh. move on, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, this person gave it a seven out of 10. They said, of all the Lost Worlds combat, I have this plays the best. Having the theme music running through your head assists in the experience as well uh hey bud you can play the music in your house it's on spotify you know what i mean you don't have to you don't have to remember it all in your head while you play the game you know yeah really that is one that is one thing we didn't do andrew but i i guarantee you that if andrew mm-hmm. and i were uh, in the same house to play this uh, if uh, outside of pandemic times andrew would have been playing john williams on 11 baby listen Max i volume. This is a true story. Uh, on my iTunes, I have different playlists of Star Wars music that I organize by the mood of the track. So there's ones for chase scenes. Wow. There are there are ones for uh, just peaceful times. So there's definitely one that I could find. Probably action. I have one for action. Maybe lightsaber dueling one. So uh, hmm. yeah, for sure. For what I'm saying is well, this, per- this person is is uh, clearly not a fan. So yeah, <laughs> I'm just gate- I'm just gatekeeping like that. I'm that I'm that gatekeeper guy. Like, yes, oh, you- you're yes, you're gatekeeping, Andrew. I love it. Need more of that. If you don't have John Williams tracks organized by mood on your iTunes, then you're not a real fan. Then know? shut up. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, <laughs> no, getting real toxic. I love it, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, that, that's me. Yep, that's you. Andrew, this person gave it a seven out of ten, and they said lightsaber dueling between Luke and Dad. I'm sorry. Is Darth Vader your dad? You know what I mean? <laughs> then <laughs> what are you talking about? All right, Andrew. This person gave it a 7 out of 10. They said, would be better if there weren't bugs in the tables. Sigh. <laughs> uh, hey, what's going on at your house, bud? What? <laughs> you got bugs in your tables? <laughs> I would assume my... he's saying there's like, uh, you know, he's talking about like the tables and numbers or whatever and that some of them don't line up, but they do oh. line up. So it's like, um... I think this guy just has bugs in his table. I did not get that. Yeah, I mean, I or maybe he just did what we did, which is he just played it wrong at first. You know what I mean? Okay, I did not get that. I was about to say, this is my favorite review of all time we've ever seen on the show. Uh, just Yeah, it would be better that... if there weren't bugs in, in my tables. You know, uh, it says the right. tables. but Although yeah. I'll say, ah. maybe, maybe there actually were bugs in this. I mean, uh, this book that I have in front of me, you know, if you smell this, hmm. 
yeah, it smells like an old library. And you know how sometimes like there'd be like those little bugs we call them silverfish, those little flat ones might be hiding oh, out yeah. in old old uh, books like that. You know, so maybe there were. Wow, interesting, huh? Yeah. S- uh, so, uh, wow. Um, well, I've this, never had so, bugs in my book, but it sounds like you come from a really interesting world there, Andrew. Hmm. Oh, you find them in the attic. You never had that happen? Okay, never mind. Maybe it's just me. Uh, I haven't. It sounds like maybe you're kind of like a bug okay. magnet, quite All right, frankly. Tweet, right. Tweet at us if you've ever had silverfish in an old book. You know what I'm talking about if you haven't. Yeah. If you haven't um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're yeah. one of the one million bugs that lives in Andrew's house because you guys love this guy, uh, don't tweet at us. You know what I mean? In fact, leave because you're you're getting too close to his children. You know what I mean? All, all up in his books and stuff. Andrew, this person gave it a 7 out of 10, and they said, this was actually a fun little diversion. I felt it did a decent job of capturing the whole lightsaber thing. Now, Andrew... I just love thinking about Star Wars toxic fans. Speaking of toxic Star Wars guys, yeah, I love thinking about them getting mad hearing it described as the whole lightsaber thing in this review. <laughs> can you just can you just picture them? They're like, no, it's actually a little bit more than the whole lightsaber thing. You know what I mean? Like just freaking out. <laughs> speaking of speaking of tweeting, I'm gonna yeah, I'm definitely gonna be tweeting that this week. That whole lightsaber yes. thing on May the fourth week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, May the, hey, it's uh, May the 4th or whatever, uh, so just wishing all my friends a cool day about that whole lightsaber thing or whatever. <laughs> Watch this movie where uh, there was like these two dudes and they were doing like a whole lightsaber thing. Anyway, it was all right. Just watch people like <laughs> melt down. <laughs> Whoa, Andrew, uh, is that your doorbell? Or uh, did I just get hit in the head with a lightsaber and it's uh, make a hit and, it, and I'm hearing doorbells now, you know what I mean? Instead of dying from a lightsaber to the head. It just cartoonishly bonked off your head and made a silly sound effect. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is my doorbell. And let me check who it is. It's, uh, it's Dr. Fraser Crane. Oh. Dr. Fraser Crane. Come on in, Dr. Fraser Crane, and help us count down the top ten phrases that you'd hear somebody while playing this game, Star Wars Lightsaber Dueling Pack. <laughs> Good night. Number ten. Join me, and together we will turn to section 57 of the booklet. Number nine. I've set my lightsaber to stun. Number eight. Ooh, ouch, paper cut. Wow, this game really is realistic. Number seven. Live short and don't prosper. Number six. Yeah, I once embarrassed myself by practicing my lightsaber skills in the high school AV room, and then it went viral in the early internet days. So um, needless to say, I've had some trainings, and I should be pretty good at this game. Number five. My lightsaber's about to boldly go where the sun don't shine. Number four. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Number three. You're gonna lose. And I'm going to make it so. Number two. No, I am your only friend. No, that's not true. That's impossible. Number one. Gene Roddenberry would have loved this game. Chess break. Andrew, it's my move. And I don't know if you remember the last time... I moved my queen, and I was like, watch out for this. And I do have to say that when I did decide to make that move, I saw something that I could do that was like a big move that was going to change everything. I was like, this is kind of like the beginning of the end. And then two weeks went by, and I completely forget what I was going to do, Andrew. And I was, 
I looked looking at the board today and I was like, what was my plan even? I should have written this down. I have no idea. Um, so well, I, what did I, I don't I do? know. I, what did I do last I think, time? Hold maybe. on, let me check. Well, you moved you moved the pawn down. You supported your you defended your uh, your bishop because uh, your bishop was so, hanging and you moved the pawn to support your bishop, which was smart, honestly. Without doing that, I would have just taken a bishop. So, well, so that, that was the right uh, thing to do. Or uh, or bishop, the knight. I'm I'm saying bishop, but I'm I mean knight. Yeah, yeah. Your so knight was, was your hanging. Big, and you, your big plan was to take my knight that was unguarded. You didn't think no. I was move it or. No, okay. Was no, different. there was something else on the opposite side of the board, um, but uh, and maybe it'll come into play, or maybe it won't. I actually, honestly, I think it was all about the square on g6, which I then worked through today that wasn't going to be as big a threat as I thought it was going to be. I think that's probably what happened. Was I? I thought it was going to be something big, and 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 I didn't work it through all the way. But anyway, Andrew. I'm going to come at you like the butcher and start trying to chop away anyway. I'm going to okay. uh, move my bishop that's on g3 currently. I'm going to move that g bishop to e5. e5. All right. And it's going to capture your pawn on e5, Andrew. Wow. Your bishop's centered himself right right near the middle of the board there, capturing my pawn. So I, I Yeah, you left your pawn, pawn hanging. Game, yeah. Now you're, you're taking him right back. All right. Well... Uh, ooh, I'm looking... See, I'm already analyzing here how I could retaliate. Uh, but... well, I don't know why you'd analyze right now, Andrew. We don't have time to keep going anyway, so we gotta move on, buddy. Uh, you can <laughs> analyze later, though. But for now, I'm getting a little hungry, Andrew. It's time for some snack pairings. Snack pairings. Okay, so we are going to be talking food here. You know, of course, you always have, want to have a nice snack with you when you're playing a game. And we are going to be talking about what food would pair best with this game. Preferably something uh, that you don't want to you don't want to get these books dirty, right? I was always told don't eat while you're reading a book. So yeah, definitely. So what are you thinking here, Pete? Well, Andrew, first and foremost, I need some liquid, baby. So I was thinking, let's grab some blue milk for this game, Andrew. You know it. You huh. love it. Star what Wars a... blue milk. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're just p pandering to all the Star Wars fans out there. Yeah, just... they're loving it. They're whooping and hollering out there. Blue milk, with, which is, of course, milk from Banthas. And then now everybody goes, woo, 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 woo. Bantha crew going crazy. <laughs> but that, oh, I thought you were doing an impression of a sand person just going, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yep. <laughs> All the, all the uh, Tuscan Raiders out there just going nuts, whooping it up. <laughs> okay, I was going to say my favorite food in all of Star Wars, since it seems like you're going Star Wars food, is in uh, is in The Force Awakens when Rey gets her, like, uh, uh, what is it, like one quarter portion or whatever, you know? Oh, um, yeah, the uh, portion bread. The bread, it she, she like, drips some water on it or something, and it rises up instantly. Fun fact. Uh, yeah. Of, of course I'm a nerd, and I watched the making of. Uh, that is a practical effect. That's not... See, that somebody designed something that would puff up like that into a... Wow. Uh, yeah. And then she... I think she takes a bite, right? So I think she actually eats it. I think it's edible. Wow. I love practical effects in Star Wars. It's, right? Uh, I much prefer it to CGI, so that's great. But, I mean, if you go and look at that, it's like... I, I don't know what kind of chemistry they were doing to figure that out, but it just... It's like a nothing and then drip some water on it and boom it's like a loaf of bread so i definitely want to try that Holy and see moly. What it tastes like. yeah yeah 
But if I if I can't choose that, I'm definitely going with those things that I always thought looked like frozen hot dogs that Luke is eating when he crashes on the swamp planet Dagobah. And uh, <laughs> just because I love I love that's my favorite Yoda in all of Star Wars, where he's just acting like a total kook and he's he's pretending yeah. that he's not Yoda. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, great. It's great. He's like, mm-hmm. it's the most Muppety Yoda ever gets. Uh, yeah, and I love it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> well, Andrew, speaking of green, I could yeah. also think, hey, why don't I wash down my blue milk and my frozen hot dogs from Dagobah with some green milk, huh? Ah. Maybe uh, that's that milk that uh, Luke's drinking in <laughs> The Last Jedi uh, from the uh, from the from what they call the Thala Sirens. The Thala Sirens oh. are those those seal-like, uh, you know, uh, animals that hanging out at the, on the oceans, on the craggy cliffs of the ocean that he uh, pushes in on to get some, he milks the, uh, the green milk out of them. Yes, you must have looked up that name. That's a good pull. I didn't know that one. But yeah. I... <laughs> and you might not know this, Andrew, but there's also green milk coolers, which is where you add a little bit of alcohol to the green milk, and then you get yourself a green milk cooler. Uh, is that at Disney World? I think where they uh, they serve that. They do they do sell that for money at Disney World. Yeah, yeah absolutely for for money. You know, of course, <laughs> they sell that for money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're loving it. And if you want to get even more drunk, Andrew, if you're trying to get sloppy while you play this game, eating your snacks, let's go for some jury juice. That's right, Andrew. I'm talking the juice that Kabe, the uh, Shadra fan from the cantina, is reaching for and ordering <laughs> from the the bartender. Jury juice, baby. Now a okay. lot of people, I I kept, I thought it was blue milk that that she was ordering Kabe, but it turns out it's jury juice. There's like a whole, uh, you know, bunch of like legends stories where she loves the stuff. She's actually addicted to it. This is unfortunately, um, <laughs> sadly, this is addicting substance uh, that they sell at that cantina there and some other spots and it is it's alcoholic it's addictive and andrew it turns it can turn your eyes yellow so that very first uh you know creature that we see at the cantina you know the wide-headed uh fella uh, i can't remember the race or the name no actually i do know the name because i wrote it down him days on him days on the, you remember how like it's the he pops up in front of the lens and he takes up the whole frame and his yes. eyes are very specifically yellow. Well, yes. my friend, that is due to jury juice. He's he's high on jury juice. Okay, uh, wow. And it turns his eyes yellow because unfortunately he's an addict. So it's kind of sad too. But wow. But hey, pretty wild, huh? That is nuts. Legends. Star Wars Legends stuff, all those old books, it, you can find the craziest. I'm very glad, actually, that they kind of canceled all that stuff because it's like the, the, the weirdest things are in that. But I never heard that story before. So I'm glad you brought this up, actually, Pete, because that little uh, creature that you're talking about, for all the people out there who don't know, uh, Pete has recently become obsessed with this character, this uh, little bat. It's the little bat uh character at the right. bar who's like squeaking like more 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 wee, wee, wee. yeah uh, if, if you yeah. go watch that scene you'll see the little bat um and pete has made it many of his own memes out of this bat uh character i and love I, kabe i love this character <laughs> i love that you love uh kabe and uh, she's what great was it? man all we do is we see her order some jury juice and that's in the in canon that's pretty much it you know what that's... i mean uh but uh but man, I there's something about that part of that scene that I <laughs> and this I love. is ju- you're saying jury juice because I I know in uh, in that diner scene that in Dex's diner they have Jawa juice. She said Jawa juice. They mentioned this is different. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Different than Jawa this. Juice. There's actually more known about jury juice from what I read than Jawa <laughs> juice. Jawa juice. They basically are like 
who knows why they say that? In the, in the, there's no other mention of it ever. But this one, there's mention of in multiple places in Star Wars Legends um, material. Jawa wow. juice specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm always wondering about Jawa juice. Like, is it is it made by Jawas? Is it made out of Jawas? That would be disturbing. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> you know, or is it just called? Yeah, that, that because... might be kind of rank. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, I. Uh, I think that's a great that's a great pick. I was thinking of things like I said, the frozen hot dogs for Luke. Um, but what if you're playing as Darth Vader in the game? And that got me wondering: does oh. does Darth Vader eat? What do you think? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't wow. look this up. What's but, going on with his, you know, um, esophagus and digestive system and everything? It seems like know. he's always he's always question. got that mask on, except when he's hiding in his little egg or he's in his own like. Uh, bath full of weird juice, right? And he's got like tubes in him, kind of like in the Matrix. So I'm thinking maybe he just gets yeah. his, it's just like IV, like he just gets his sustenance from his suit, maybe. Wow, maybe, yeah. Which makes him even more tragic. It's like, wow, now you can't even taste food anymore. Right. So, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Aw. So that's he can't even so- He can't even eat a roast porg. Right, <laughs> roast porg, like chewy. Uh, that is a messed up scene too. That whole movie. Huh? Okay, so that movie has you has milking giant sea mammals, I guess, where they are. Right. Gratuitous Correct. milking a scene, and then it has Chewbacca eating a little cute little bird while these things are looking at him with big puppy dog eyes. And or well, he's about, you know, he's. Uh... I guess he doesn't actually take a bite. He's about to eat, and then he turns vegetarian. He definitely. Well, it's definitely dead. That's for sure, because it's roasting on a spit. So I think Maybe that's kind of like the main thing. Does he? Does he take a bite? I can't remember. He definitely. Yeah, he definitely killed it. Yeah, that's for sure. Ooh, Star Wars fans are going nuts right now, Andrew. They're, oh, he did they're, not. They're, take they're a about bite. to get. They're going to about to get into your mentions about the fact that you don't know whether Chewbacca took a bite of the porg. <laughs> I just. <laughs> and you know what I say? Have at him, folks. Let Andrew hear it. You know what I mean? I can't believe he doesn't know that personally. Yes, Andrew. Me. I'm a vegetarian, so uh, I can't eat the roast porg, even though it does look good. But what if they made like a Morningstar Farms porg or like a Beyond porg? You know oh, what I mean? Oh, now then we're I'm, talking. Then I'm, now I'm on board. You know what I mean? Okay. Yes, and I think the porgs will be on board as well. So that's a good. That's a good <laughs> oh, Andrew. Yeah. My phone's buzzing. Oh, now I remember. It's that time of the episode, Andrew. It's time for an acquaintance call-in. Acquaintance call-in. Yeah, that's right. It's time for acquaintance call-in. And on this segment, we talk to someone who many shows would refer to as a friend of the show. But of course, for our show, that would be disingenuous because we only have one friend. So let's talk to some acquaintances who are just folks that we know. Andrew, who do we have on the line today? Oh, we have three ladies on the line here today from the uh, Sisters with Sabres podcast. We have Maria, Raven, and Mel. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Thanks, y'all, for, for, for being here tonight. I really appreciate that. Happy to do it. Very excited. So Excited about this. Awesome. So we are talking, of course, Star Wars today. And so we kind of invited you on to be kind of the, the Star Wars, um, I don't know, experts. I mean, we're fans, but I think you guys <laughs> might be maybe slightly bigger fans than us. So Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I listen to your episodes, you got, y'all know more than Andrew and I's dumb butts, that's for sure. So we we need your help on this one. Know what I mean? T- tell you us know, a little. It's not about who's bigger. It really isn't. It's oh, about thank you. It. <laughs> that's right. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. That's music to my ears. 
Uh, <laughs> same energy, Pete. Same energy, man. <laughs> I listened to a few episodes. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your show for, for our listeners, at least, who don't know any, uh, much about it. They can... That's a great question. Uh, Sisters with Sabres was kind of born out of the idea that there's no podcast for Black women that like Star Wars. Um, so a uh, show I, I used to listen to, Force Toast asked the question, and I thought, you know, maybe it's time. I've had this mic sitting here for years and never there was never a reason to pick it up. Like it's just sitting there. And I heard the call and it was pretty clear that it was time. I put the tweet out. Um, I asked if there were other women that were interested in doing the show and I couldn't believe how many responses I got and they're still tolerating me and continuing to do the show, which is (laughs) insane. It's insane to think, Uh, you know, I went my whole life without seeing another black woman at a Star Wars anything, you know? So it's like, you like this? Like, I like this. Let's be friends, (laughs) you know, And, and now we're friends and we love each other. It's a, it's a great show. It is an explicit show. We, we just kind of, we're ourselves, man. Like I'm not doing this. You know, I didn't start the show for followers or likes or any of that stuff. Like we're not doing this as a job. Like we're not trying to get promos. You know, we do this for the love of Star Wars and to put a diverse new voice out there. And also, you know, I regularly give an open mic to other Black women who want to come on the show and maybe just talk or or vent or maybe they have something to say or maybe they want to join full time. Nice. Well, I got to say, as a uh, very uh, white nerdy guy, I still enjoy <laughs> the show also. So it's... <laughs> It's yeah, a good we time. encourage all of our listeners to check out Sisters with Sabres. It's it's a, it's a fun time. I, I love how you all make it super relaxed in your conversations on 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 stuff and make it very accessible. It's great. Thanks, man. Uh, we're still doing our More of Us campaign, uh, which is a foundation drive for the Loveland Foundation to help build mental health resources for Black women, and that's Black cis and trans women in the community. So if you want to donate to that. Uh, feel free to check out our page. It's all over our Twitter. It's all over our podcast in the show notes. Uh, it's a wonderful cause. So I wanted to promo our cause as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Please do jump on that. That's great. Love it. All right. Well, uh, that is great. And we are going to get right down to business here. We're, we're talking lightsabers, of course, because in this game, we are we're talking lightsaber duels. And uh, we thought that we could have a little convo about what are some of your favorite lightsaber duels from Star Wars? That's and right. Pick one. Pick one. Let's all pick one, right? What is, and your, then what is your one favorite? Out. It's like picking your favorite kid, right? It's totally <laughs> like picking my favorite kid. That's nearly impossible for me to do. <laughs> uh, Who anybody? wants to lead us off? Who wants to lead us off? We all know what I'm going to say, so I think I should go last. That's just... Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> look, at, look at Maria's face. She knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> I do. I do know you. That's that's me. I know you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to curse. <laughs> I have to make a conscious effort. Like, I'm holding on. <laughs> I right, know, Nadia. I'm sorry, darling. I'm sorry. Since you're trying it so hard, why don't you go first, Maria? Tell us your <clears throat> tell us your okay. favorite lightsaber. Okay. Fine. Um, <laughs> see, this is hard for me because yeah, I don't know if you guys know, I'm a Clone Wars lady. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Clone Wars is my jam. Uh, so I'm gonna go season seven Clone Wars, Ahsoka versus Maul. Yeah. Uh, yes. One yes. of my favorites. 
that one really comes to mind. If I have to pick a live action one, you know, I guess I would go episode three, Anakin, Obi-Wan, but you know, we've, we've kind of been through that on sisters. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my heart is always with Ahsoka. You know, I, I named my daughter after her. like that yeah. character really resonates with me. And that lightsaber duel could have been the turning point, right? It depends on which way that thing was going to go. And it was really cool to see those two characters meet and face off for the first time ever. Uh, There's so many parallels between the both of them. They're kind of the antithesis of each other. And so they play off each other really well. And then they um, visually are on this balance beam that looks like a spider web. They're in the middle of, you know, Palpatine's web, so to speak, um, right before everything hits. It's just, um, it's very poetic. Visually, it looks amazing. Um, you know, you get the, uh, the Ray Park of it all, you know, in the mocap. So there's a lot going on there. The dialogue is fantastic. You really get to see Ahsoka come into her own and um, the writing reflects a mixture of both Obi-Wan and Anakin, which is where she should be at that point. Um, Cause she's grown up and she's watched them for so long. Uh, so I really, really like that uh, nice. dynamic there. I was going to say yeah. they, they awesome did do pick. They did do motion capture. Okay. You've mentioned that, right? Mocap for that mm-hmm. one. So that, that's pretty cool. I just recently, I was always just, just movies. And then when Disney plus came out, I watched clone wars. I'm in the middle of rebels right now. So I no spoilers. I haven't finished it yet, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I did love the se- season seven. Yeah. I know which, which Julie you're talking about. That is uh is that where they're fighting up like way up high and like it's like a catwalk yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's nuts. And then, yep. Well, and I she still defeats him without a lightsaber. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. yeah. Insane. She, she's good. She's good. That's a good pick. Awesome character. Both of them are awesome characters, honestly. So yeah, the meeting of those two like that is wild. Uh, how about Mel? Can we hear from you, Mel? What, what do you think? What's your What's your favorite? Okay, so that Ahsoka Maul fight was epic and. I knew Maria was going to pick that one, so I picked another one. But now I don't know if I should say it because it's from Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Well, it's fine. I've seen, I've seen all the all the. Let's break online. Andrew's heart. <laughs> okay. This is going to sound like a weird answer because it's a really quick duel, but it's the one between Obi-Wan and Maul in Twin Sons. And I just love it because it's so quick. It's Maul at his most lost. And it's Obi-Wan just like, let's end this. After all of these years of bad blood between the two, the suffering Maul has caused Obi-Wan, even after all of that, Obi-Wan like is tender with him almost. Like he's cradling him at the end and he's holding him. He's reassuring him. And I'm like, this is beautiful. <laughs> so like, I just love that fight because of the emotions it brings. I, I did I did actually spoil that for myself. I haven't gotten there yet, but I saw that video online. I was like, oh, that's how it ends. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like two seconds long, right? It's like they, they get it's, all geared it's up. It's really quick. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's all, I mean, you're going with the expectation that it's going to take a long time because after all this history these two characters have, but like it's over in like two seconds. It's uh, it's, it's all that build up, And then it's like, sometimes it's all about the emotions in these things, you know? Yeah. Yes. And that's why I love that fight. Yeah. I, I think, I think emotions being present and the storyline surrounding the fights are a big part of it for sure. So I think that's, I'm right there with you, Mel. All right, Raven, we got to hear yours now. What is the? I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm on the edge of my seat here. Well, there's a a thing about me that everybody knows. I'm old and I like old things. (laughs) Um, And for me, my favorite lightsaber duel is Vader v. Luke. Um, 
And, and for me, it's because I was a kid, you know, Star Wars was, you know, the original came out the year I was born. It's been a part of my life since I can remember. And to see him, you know, that naive, always believing in the best guy come to that moment when he realized that it wasn't going to be that easy. And I think it's a really beautiful fight considering what you're dealing with, you know, lumbering giant man with, you know, little to no coordination and ability to move his incredible body. And, you know, itty bitty tiny guy with all sorts of capability of movement, but you have to move him in a way where he doesn't seem like he's slowing down for the big lumbering guy. And I just think that they did such a beautiful job of incorporating Vader using the force and his emotional tactics, you know, to try to defeat someone who was clearly at this point a far better swordsman than him. And, and you know, certainly to a certain degree, <clears throat> more powerful, I think, to depending on, of course, on how you look at it. But I just really feel like it's it's really powerful in that way. Now, of course, if I was forced to choose another one, I would absolutely go for Ben and, and Ray because... That one was beautiful in the dance. It was beautiful mm -hmm. in the dance. You saw, you know, the grace of her movement and his in and still in such a powerful way. It was it was very, very beautiful. And yet at the same time, still really powerful. It didn't lose any of its grit or any of its you know, power in the fact that it was really, really beautiful. And, you know, kudos to Ryan for making it look so good, not just the fighting and everything, but just the lighting, the whole, that whole scene is just amazing. Like the movie, dislike the movie, fine. That's a great, great fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always say that about the, uh, the sequels. It's like they did an awesome job, like making those movies, you know, whether you like mm -hmm. the story or whatever, but like the, the quality is like top notch. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, y'all, I went with specifically Kylo and Ray from Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I think that one looks beautiful as well. And mm -hmm. it's not, in my opinion, it is not the best uh, show of skill with a lightsaber. But I think Correct. that's kind of like not the point. I'm more on the emotional side with Mel, where I think mm -hmm. that one is has these uh, just a lot of layers going on with it, where specifically what we see is Kylo Ren at that point is even when hurt is more than a match for for honestly both both Finn and Ray um, mm -hmm. and when he's battling Finn um, you see, I feel like he's kind of like playing with Finn a little bit um, you know he the only time he touches him with the lightsabers with his the hilt you know or the little guard uh, lightsabers that he's got um, and then kind of gets rid of him pretty quickly. And then we have that moment where Ray um, brings Luke's lightsaber into her hands and everyone erupts and they go crazy because uh, Kylo <laughs> was trying to get it, but she, but she gets it. You know what I mean? And then she is as of this point untrained, but um, just like we saw with Luke in the originals, even untrained, there's something about her that's, that's there, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And I think what we see along that fight is that Kylo is analyzing her every move. You know what I mean? He's not going for a kill at that point either. He's, because as we learn later, he wants her there with him. He wants her by yep. his side. Um, so we actually see him testing her all, a lot of the way. And we even have that moment where he goes, you need to teach her. You know what I mean? Where he's, he's, uh, he's trying to see what she might become, basically, which I think is a very interesting angle for the first part of the fight. And then for the second part of the fight, when she starts to 
become one with the force and kind of take her time and breathe, we see him be extremely um, surprised and impressed by when she then changes from kind of a defensive uh, role to an offensive role and really mm -hmm. bring it to him. And by the end, you know, put him on the ground, basically. And um, and so, man, I, I just I think the the different layers that that fight goes through and the progression that we see and how it goes to all sorts of different places, I think is, is really cool. So like I said, in terms of like seeing them spin around and, uh, you know, really show off skill or whatever, that's definitely not the top one, but in terms <laughs> of like leaving an impression on me from like a storytelling point of view, man, I love that scene. That was an amazing fight. Yeah. I would agree. And I would say that I, I think that what I saw so much in that fight that I loved was seeing that initial at the beginning part when she's fighting with him, she's running on pure adrenaline. She's yeah. just going. And like you said, in that second part of the fight, you see her bring it back and and become what and, and you know, as weird as this sounds, what so many women become in a crisis. So many women, if you've ever been in a crisis with a woman, there's there's always one that is like stone cold and you're like how are you not falling apart right now and yeah. they're like because i don't have time to fall apart right now i'll do it later and to me it feels like in that second half of the fight that that's what she's doing she's decided you know this is gonna mess with me a little bit but i'm gonna let it do that later right now i need to handle this business and then she just bodies him all over the place he's twice her size Yep. And she is just coming at him like an Amazon. I mean, and there's just, there's nothing about what she's doing that's beautiful in the sense of choreography. It's beautiful in the sense of a woman, you know, coming into her power, you know, and mm -hmm. hell hath no fury, as they say. And, you know, there it is. <laughs> yeah. And she, and there's that moment where she dislodges his weapon and it's like, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's yep. just such a powerful moment. Like you said, it's like the his source of his power or whatever. He becomes completely, she's like, out of here. It's it's out of oh, yeah. here. You know what I mean? And he and you know, I love it. And then he stands there like, oops. Yep. <laughs> oops. Ha. I went with I think my favorite is always my favorite movie has always been Return of the Jedi. And I love uh Luke Vader at the end of that one specifically, just because of the whole just the very end where where Luke is, you can tell he's Vader's gotten under his skin and he says, oh, if I can't turn you, I'll turn your sister, you know? And so he's, no. Mm -hmm. And so he's, he's hacking away at him even when he falls down against that railing and he cuts off his hand, right? And mm -hmm. uh, I just, I, I love the moment where he realizes like, oh, because we've all had that moment where you're just like super upset and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what, what am I doing here? You know, and then he throws away. He says, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. So that's always been really powerful to me too. Agreed. And yeah. I think we all have been in that moment where we realize, oops, I may have gone a smidge too far yeah but, that, but yeah. that's what ultimately smack down <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. that's what ultimately wins is that he is his compassion and he's like no i'm not gonna fight you know because so he steps he steps foot in the dark side he knows he can use it he knows it's there and he knows he can come back and he says i'm just gonna come back and yeah, yeah. not do that yeah and then his dad saves him throws, throws the yeah. guy over the railing what goes around <laughs> comes around right <laughs> <laughs> Now there is that moment, Andrew. I I gotta I gotta uh, bring up one funny part with your pick, which is where he's when he's hacking away at him. I was rewatching that today, and when he to get to that position where suddenly he's <laughs> kneeling and Luke is letting him have it. Mm -hmm. It's it's a uh, do you guys remember this part where he's he just yes. like it's he just like kneels down. It's almost like he goes like I'm gonna take a second to just and then Luke's like What are you I doing? And he just, it's like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> comes out of nowhere it seems like like he's like suddenly he's it's, like you know hit it's with fatigue 
It's yes. fatigue. <laughs> it's saber fatigue. Saber yeah. fatigue. He's half. He's more machine now than man, right? So I mean, he's right, got, right. Batteries <laughs> are running low. His <laughs> batteries. Yeah. That costume has got to be heavy. <laughs> yeah. yes well mel yes. that's the real answer is that there's that uh the guy in the suit just got tired he was like oh i can't do this anymore yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. very awkward and heavy yeah <laughs> that's right uh, uh, i'm not gonna say it go <laughs> i'm not gonna do it today i love to see her saw on the reins like that when she just wraps her on her hands and pulls just slow down horsey <laughs> sorry go on we can edit this, all right? So it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Let it fly. I'm trying. I'm really trying, Raven. Don't, don't get yeah. her started. She won't stop for three days. Don't get her started. <laughs> We're doing really good. <laughs> We're doing really good. Just keep going. Blow through. <laughs> okay. Now, Pete, you brought up a little problem with my pick. So that okay. actually makes me think, What what is like your least favorite moment in a star wars uh lightsaber duel what's what's like the the part that makes you go oh that's makes you cringe you know so i i know a lot of the times andrew i uh, some story stuff gets me sometimes like um i think we all know that scene when when mace windu is is fighting palpatine and palpatine that actor is just kind of making some crazy choices with some (laughs) of his lines and faces and stuff right so that kind of pulls me a little bit out of that one specifically, even though some of that lightsaber stuff is good. That one does, like you said, Andrew, makes me cringe a little bit when he's, because there's times when he goes like, ooh, ee, ooh, ooh. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> His pretty, Palpatine's pretty face in that is is not the best. Yeah. He's, he's no. <laughs> and I think he's more of like a, that guy. What's that guy's name? Uh, Ian McDermott. He's more of like yeah. a, he's more like a theater guy, right? He's more like, a, yes. I don't think he's into action in this one. He is. Yeah. Yeah, and acting is about choices, baby. You know, and yep, exactly. yep. he's swinging. Choices he's swinging. were made. <laughs> and on the stage, you got to make big, um, you know, reactions and actions for it to be visible. You know, I mean, from the stage and everything. Got to like play that. to so the back row. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's a big character. That's for sure. Makes some bold choices. Anybody else got one here, or you you I like do. them all? Okay, go ahead. Oh yeah, I do. I love them all. Every single one of them. But <laughs> every single time I have to watch a new hope. and i watched the obi-wan vader fight every time it just absolutely breaks my heart and then years later to go and see attack of the clones and revenge of the sith and just be like you know what man we got gypped in that last (laughs) (laughs) we got gypped in that last trilogy because that was the i mean and i get it i get it sir alec you know elderly man at that point for all intents and purposes i get it but it was horrible it was horrible it would have been more convincing if they had just put errol flynn in the robes and done the thing like i'd have you know okay fine um but but i say that with the understanding of course that you know i love old movies so i see a lot of movies with things where you're just like really Really, you guys couldn't, you know, go out back and practice that twice more before you came out here and did it in front of the camera. So I get it. But at the same time, for all of the beautiful, wonderful, amazing things that Star Wars is and has created and has led to, that fight is nauseating. 
Well, Raven, when earlier when you were saying that you were old, that's your words, not mine. When you were saying that you were old, I thought I you am. were I thought you were gonna pick that as your favorite just because it was the first one. But uh No, it's... no, because you know, in a new hope, I was I was I was still too busy just falling into Mark Hamill's eyes. Same. <laughs> <laughs> like mood, okay. Hey, those eyes are pools we're all thinking about jumping into, I think, to this day, right? It's my yeah. kind of back to tank, baby. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, I got one. I didn't say anything. Ever, ever since you saw him in that diaper in the back to tank. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It was the diaper. <laughs> it's a it's a pretty big bulge, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, it, it, it yeah. Large. Okay. So. Now, I mean, but I'm Maria... not sure he'd... <laughs> to touch back on something you said earlier, you know, it's okay either way, though, right? If it's a big bulge, and that's great, but... No, oh, no, oh, no! <laughs> no, wait, now, Don't wait, leave my side clear, now, though, Maria. <laughs> he's got a lightsaber. Bigger is better. Like, I, of course I want the bigger one. If I have a choice, I didn't know I was going to the lineup. If you go into the lineup, you know... <laughs> oh, no. See, now you just led her right down the go. path. Uh-oh. <laughs> Mel, you 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 had an idea for um for something that something in lightsaber battles that made you cringe. Sorry, I cut you off earlier. I feel That's like. okay. Favorite favorite back to tank scene. Go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be Luke, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. No, go. But no. like the thing that made me cringe a little bit is the Anakin Obi Wan fight. Not the actual mm-hmm. fight, but like the end. That was a guy you thought of as a brother, and he's missing most of his limbs, and he's on fire, and you left him there. Yeah. You didn't even put him out of his misery, right? I mean, you I haven't had the kind of friends live. that I've had, man. I know a lot of friends. I would absolutely. I felt like Obi Wan. Obi Wan would have put him out of his misery. <laughs> I think he would have just left fair. him there, being all crispy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But then there wouldn't be any more movies. So you exactly. Know. <laughs> so I know I get he had to live, but it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I think that's fair though. It does seem a little more cruel that he just leaves him on it fire. Seems there, very well, cruel. Again, you know, slaughtered a whole bunch of kids at the Jedi Academy. So you know, yeah. I mean, again, as I said before, what goes around comes around. Is you mm. know, you know. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I feel like Obi-Wan at that point almost feels like he's crossed over into being uh, unredeemable or, or whatnot, right? He's He's been trying yeah. to bring him back. And then it finally, you know, he gives him that warning. He's like, don't do it. Don't do it. There's still time. And, you know? Yeah. And, well, and, he, and he knows he knows he's going to have to take him out. That's yeah. going to be the only way to stop him. And, yeah. you know, he didn't I take think him we've out. all been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he yeah. left him there. <laughs> Right, that's the point, right, Mel? He he yeah. didn't actually take him out, that, which is an interesting out. choice. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. They should have found oh, a way but... to knock Obi Wan out, and so he didn't actually finish that fight. But to be fair, off. cutting people's yeah. legs off usually takes them out. I mean, generally speaking, if you cut off most of someone's limbs, you're a pretty good oh. bet to not have them come back. Darth <laughs> Maul, not notwithstanding. I don't know. Oh, unless it's like a headshot, I feel like you need to go for the headshot. I, I know I'm 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 trying to defend my guy because you know that's what I do. Call me Ewan. <laughs> and you guys were worried about me. <laughs> that was not bad. I have not acted up once. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Okay. <laughs> sure. Noted. 
Oh, let me be the bad guy just this one time. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I haven't done anything. <laughs> yes, Mel is That's here right. to represent well for both. That's right. For all That's right. She's legitimate. She's mm-hmm. she legitimizes yes. all of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think it's all been legit so far, folks, and I really appreciate you, all three of you joining us today to discuss these lightsaber thank duels you for having us. of our, of our favorite world, Star Wars, of course. Uh and great picks all around. Everybody really nailed it with with and and a lot of different from different you know time periods different characters we we ran the gamut i think it, i think it just goes to show how many great lightsaber duels there are in star wars mm-hmm. it's a big galaxy there's a lot to love there's a yep. lot going on out there mm-hmm. 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 now before we go i need you all to plug any socials you want how can they find you how can they learn more about you they know the name of the podcast they know the causes do it again. Let me know where they can where they can follow you. Absolutely. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Sabres With on Twitter. Uh, Sisters with Sabres on Instagram and TikTok if it's still up and running. I don't know. Uh, and our YouTube <laughs> channel, Sisters with Sabres. Uh, you can watch our pajama party and our New Year's Eve party if you're really bored. The cause is There Are More of Us, and it is to benefit uh, black women uh, and support mental health services for them that they otherwise may not have access to. Um, and you can use the link in the GoFundMe uh, on the episode notes page if you want more information about that. Uh, weekly during our episodes, we do a segment also called Support Assista, where you can choose to support a black owned business, uh, which is always dope. And my personal is at Blurred Girl Jedi. If you're incredibly bored and you're out of other options, you can follow me there or on Instagram. Awesome. Mel Raven? Um, you can find me at uh, Jane underscore Anon on Twitter. Sweet. And you can find me on Twitter at Jenna Bella J. I am nowhere near as fun as Maria. <laughs> well, none of us are, right? I mean, right, that's right. Well, that's true. That's true. That's setting the bar pretty high. <laughs> if by fun you mean a train wreck, then yes. No, I said fun. Well, thanks you again for, for joining us here on the show. Uh, you guys have way more friends than we do, so we, we got to get back to our show. But but thanks again for, for calling in. Uh, Maria Raven Mel from Sisters with Savers, thanks again. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much for having us on. Have a great day. Well, that was awesome talking to Maria and Mel and Raven. But Andrew, was it just me or did you sound a little weird during that segment? Oh, you know what? I sound a little different probably because uh, I just got my expanders out. I just got my expanders out. Okay, well, that makes more sense. It's I Just Got My Expanders Out, which is a segment where we're going to talk about expansion packs that we think that they could add on to this game. What do you think, Andrew? What do you think What do you think they could add to Star Wars lightsaber dueling pack? Well, as we just talked about in that conversation, there are tons of lightsaber duels. We don't have to just do Luke versus Vader. We could have all kinds of other things with other characters and other abilities and weapons and stuff like that, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, I got some characters in mind. Okay. Hit me up. So, so a new book, right? So, like that, uh, that game. What was it called? Lost Worlds, right? They had all these books that could be intermingled with each other. So, hit me up. What's right. the character? You could be a go? cowboy. You could be a ninja or whatever. Right. Now, in this one, let's stay in the Star Wars universe. Of course, you gotta make a book for Jar Jar, Andrew. Come on. <laughs> 
That's your first one. Okay. That's great. my first one, Jar Jar. Everyone's favorite. Uh, yeah. And I think you just give him a bunch of moves where he like makes mistakes and it hurts the other player somehow. You know what I mean? Like he kicks a gun at someone. You know what I mean? Or, right. Or, yeah, or like he accidents. fumbles a lightsaber and it and it like falls into somebody's chest while ignited. You know what I mean? It's all right. an accident though. You know? Right. So I guess. I guess you would pick your move and then like something that you didn't intend to happen would happen, but it would still be yeah. in your favor, right? Yeah, It'd maybe you roll up. a dice or something like that and uh, <laughs> and, 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 it, and you go to a table and you find out how you messed it up and whether it hurt them or something like that. Right. Yeah, I like okay, that. So also, maybe maybe he can block his light the lightsaber with his tongue like he did with the energy uh, between the right. pod racers, you know what I mean? And then it makes him talk real funny. That's cool. So, so you're not going with Obi Wan Kenobi or the Emperor. You're going with Jar Jar Binks. All right, cool. Um, mm -hmm. what else That's number one, and of course, number two, Andrew. I know this is going to satisfy you if you're looking for guys like uh, Obi Wan and uh, folks like that. We're talking, of course, Ben Quadineros. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, of course, this is the uh, pod I thought you were going to say Ben. <laughs> Ben Kenobi, ben Kenobi, Ben Solo? No. No, I'm talking about the most popular Ben in Star Wars, Andrew. Ben Quadneros. We're talking, of course, about uh, the pod racer who unfortunately wasn't able to uh, even get across the starting line in the uh, Bunta Eve classic. Now, Andrew, here's what I'm thinking. Maybe his lightsaber immediately jams and you have to slam on it, you know what I mean, while you dodge your uh, opponent. Like, like, he, like he slams on his pod racing, you know, uh, display while he's trying to get it get it going. He's just He just spins the whole fight slamming on it with his fist basically and perfect and here's the thing though because the thing about ben quadneros that that i that i learned through my research is that he actually turns out to be a really good pod racer supposedly so maybe oh, really? if you can get it to ignite you you'll win the fight but the question is can you get it to ignite you know right so he has like some pit droids there who are trying to help him uh yeah. fix fix the lightsaber you know yeah i get it yep yeah. yep mm-hmm <laughs> See, I would love to be the the other person seeing from his point of view. That'd be great to have that book and just see. Oh, just staring at Ben Quadneros. Every picture is him slamming his fist on his lightsaber. That would be great. Yeah, I love see it. his large <laughs> face. Yeah. Oh man. See his extremely large face and very small eyes. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember. Ooh, I'm not even gonna get into. The Star Wars fans are going to rip me apart for not knowing what his race is called. Tung, I think, something like that. Well, I've already, now know. I'm, well, now I'm going to get pelted, you know. I know that they're featured in in one episode of Clone Wars. Uh, yes. I'm trying to remember. Uh, but that's, I think that's the only other time that I've seen them besides yeah. Ben yeah, yeah, yeah. Arrows. I think they make a, I, I read that he makes an appearance in a, in a Lego Star Wars uh, TV oh, show sure. at some point. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. yeah. He's a fan favorite, you know. Uh, Andrew, you would, of course, love if we made one for Sebulba. You know what I mean? Oh, um, and, now yeah. you're talking. And, of course, he's got to use his legs, you know what I mean, uh, to wield yes. the lightsaber. Because, as we know, Dugs use their arms to, to walk. And, honestly, Andrew, I'm not going to even, you know try to act like it's going to work out well for him. I think if he's going to be using his legs as a lightsaber, it's just going to be real awkward, and I think he's going to be very bad at it. Because it's like now he's horizontal, and he's got to figure out a way to like get his lightsaber up to, you know... The other to Darth Vader's lightsaber or whatever. I don't know. But here's what I'll say about uh, Sebulba. There's always tricks up his sleeve. So maybe he like installs a flamethrower on his lightsaber or something like that. Oh, nice. Yes, he uh, flashes him with his vents or whatever he says, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just runs into him. Yeah, throwing junk at him. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then when you lose, you have to say poodoo, just like he does, you know. You got to say poodoo. That's part of it. Yep, exactly. Yep. Or else you lose even worse. 
or else you have to burn the book <laughs> if you don't say poo. That's the rules. Sorry. Andrew, I gave you one. I got to give me one. Of course, we got to get Kabe in here, the Shadra fan from the, can- from the cantina scene. <laughs> now, I will Again. also grant you that I think Kabe, um, the bat the bat creature, the Shadra fan from uh, from Cantina, it will not she will not be very good with a lightsaber. I don't think she's trained in it. But <laughs> she, you know, what if she's like reaching for her jury juice? You know what I mean? That's what we know her for. She's really good at it, is asking for more drinks, you know, and getting the bartender's, you know, attention, right? Right. So maybe maybe right. she closes her eyes and she concentrates and she she can reach out and she can use the force to grab the other player's lightsaber if she pictures it as like a big glass to jury juice you know what i mean so that's okay so she she's force sensitive now okay right you were yeah. just writing fanfic about what's her name kabe kabe the shadra fan from the cantina the shadra absolutely fan from the cantina right okay, yep good. yep yep and, and of course you know she can squeak uh in ways that can disorient the other player too i think in that case mm-hmm. you know <laughs> all right andrew let's get Cy snoodles in there i'm talking about the <laughs> singer from the max rebo band long a long arms long legs you know long reach is what we're talking about small hitbox small body on that yeah uh that singer so tough to land a blow plus she's got sonic attacks come on that's crazy huh are you talking about original muppet Cy snoodles or are you talking about the cgi Cy snoodles from the special editions because there's a big difference I'm specifically thinking about the CGI size noodles because she okay. seems a little more, you know, agile, I would say. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's true. That's, that is true. Yeah. So, you know, if I got to pick the book, you know, if I'm playing as size noodles, I'm probably going to want a little bit more points on agility. You know what I mean? Now, Andrew, I'm going to round it out with, hey, you got to give another one to me. Babu Frick. That's right, Andrew. I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, no. The, yeah, that's right. Yep. Now, let's say let's say Babu Frick, who I love uh, maybe more than anything else in this world, he's going to have a tiny little lightsaber, you know? Because, like, when you see oh, Yoda with a lightsaber, his is slightly smaller, you know what I mean? Now, if we're yes. talking Babu Frick, we're talking a real small lightsaber, okay? So that's already extremely cute, so I'm loving it. And then yeah. if you let him modify his own lightsaber, come on. He's a great George Smith. He's going to get it done. You <laughs> know what I mean? And here's the best part about playing as Babu Frick, Andrew. He has a move, and it's just called Be the Best Character in Star Wars, and it's an instant <laughs> win. So, Okay, um, this, is a <laughs> this is a true story about the doll. Pete and I went to see Rise of Skywalker in theater together. Babu Frick comes on the screen. Pete is losing it, laughing very loudly in this theater we come out into the lobby so good best care we come out into the lobby pete is already looking up babu frick memes on his phone before we're even fully into the lobby and he this is the hardest i have ever seen pete Steele laugh in his life is when he's (laughs) thinking about babu so good it's right so good, and he, and and Andrew, I didn't even figure out one of my favorite uh, pieces of Babu Frick trivia until uh, like a month ago, where I read that this one of the best scenes where Babu Frick pops up in the cockpit at the end, and he goes hey hey, and he just happens to be you know part of the 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 ship battle for some reason, even though there's yes. no reason for him to be in the cockpit. <laughs> I I I learned that the reason that's in there is supposedly allegedly because after they screened it for steven spielberg steven spielberg supposedly said hey what happened to babu frick and so they went back in and they put him into that scene so that there was closure for his character for steven spielberg specifically so god bless steven spielberg you know what i mean mvp mvp steven spielberg (laughs) mvp i hope that story is true because that's amazing i really hope that's true so, Andrew, those wow. are some characters I think we add into the game. Um, but we probably should also, you know, be flexible with maybe how the game plays too, right? Yeah, um, 
Wow, I, you covered all of the characters that everybody was thinking about when they think lightsaber battles. Uh, thanks for doing that. I would say just we need some different lightsabers. And you talked about a small lightsaber for Babu Frick, but the classic, uh, the double-sided lightsaber that Darth Maul has, Ooh, uh, we yeah. need one of those, right? And then maybe if your character is a little too clumsy, they could accidentally... Well, then you could... Actually, then you could turn it into a three-player game, and we're not, we're not going to get into that, but... Because there is that three-person uh, lightsaber Watch it. Duel. Yeah, I know, but there that is a possibility. I guess you'd have to have a really complicated system to figure that one out. Very large book. Another move that you could do as Luke in this game, you could add in uh, pocket sand. You know when you get some sand in your pocket, like uh, from the beach? And, oh, yes. Uh, you just, just throw some sand at him, because everybody knows that Anakin doesn't like sand, right? Oh, yeah, good point. Coarse and rough and irritating. Could you imagine if he got Gets some everywhere. sand... If he got some sand in his Vader suit, how irritating that would oh, be in there. My. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's no his, way he would be able to focus on the, the lightsaber battle at that point. His skin is all raw under there and gross. I mean, that would just be awful. He'd really need Honestly, to cruel. Some, yeah. Some some sort of ointment on there or something. Mm. Maybe we could get some environmental effects here. You know, we could be battling in a different arena. Maybe the surroundings could uh, have some effect. I'm just thinking... Oh, yeah. Maybe your character could choose to jump to higher ground. You know, if if you're on the high oh, ground, perhaps yes. you get some sort of advantage that way. And then, of course, you you shouldn't do it because then they have the high ground. So you shouldn't. Right. You, you don't try it. Then you just say, okay, you I give up. It. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, what you're talking about is essentially a stage select, which now I'm, I'm loving that at that point as a guy who <laughs> likes to flip through the stage select on video games. Heck yeah. One of the fun mechanics, I mean, we're just kind of talking fantasy at this point, but one of the fun moves that you can do in this as Darth Vader is you can actually hurl objects with the force, right? You can throw junk at Luke just like he does in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that's right, Andrew. Just thinking about it makes me uh, it makes me feel a certain way. Huh! Oh, Andrew, I'm going to hurl. I'm going to hurl. Yes, of course, this is our fan favorite recurring segment called I'm going to hurl that we've never done before. And it's uh, we're going to talk about what is the ideal item to force hurl at your opponent during a lightsaber battle. That's right, Andrew. As you said just a little bit earlier, there is a move called hurl objects in this game. If you're playing as uh, Darth Vader, and it is one of my favorite moves, I think it's one of your favorite moves too. Yes. And so I gotta know, Andrew, real world, you got the force, you're Darth Vader or whatever, what are you hurling at your opponent? Okay, so if I have to pick one thing... I got the inspiration for this from the game, actually. Every time I flip to that hurl objects page, I go, oh, he's hurling an object at me again. It's all these, like, boxes and things. But the one box uh, looks just, (laughs) every time to me, I think it looks just like the ghost trap from Ghostbusters. You know that thing that they slide across the floor? It looks just like that. It's like a rectangle, but I think it's got, like, a little handle on it. For some reason, I always think, oh, he's throwing the ghost trap at me. So I think that would be great. You could really, and in fact, I think maybe Kylo Ren should have used that when he was fighting against uh, Luke, but he, you remember that in Last Jedi when oh, he wasn't actually yes. there? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes. Where where um, Luke was kind of projecting, astral projecting his body to... Uh... See, I'm not sure if he's technically a ghost at that point, but it, it would be worth a try. At least maybe you could yeah. catch him that way. For sure. So that's my ideal object is because I, I think that'd be fun. I like that. I like that. Andrew, I'm going to go with a flower pot, and here's okay. why. It would still knock you back, you know what I mean? It's like, that's got some heft to it, you know, a flower pot. 
But it's still light enough that it would be pretty easy to move, you know? Especially if, like, you're in the middle of a fight and all you want to do is, like, wave your finger for a second and send something their way just to kind of interrupt them. You know what I mean? You want it to be a little bit light, you know what I mean? Because, like, Yoda has to, like, uh, in that one battle, he's got to drop his cane and do everything he can to stop the tank from, or whatever, from falling on... Oh, good point. Obi-Wan. But, uh, so I want it to be light, kind of small and light, honestly. So I'm going flower flower pot... And plus, and this maybe is the the main reason, what a super satisfying breaking noise that it makes, you know, when it smashes yeah. into somebody's somebody's head or something like that. It's just the clay pot, you know, it just gives that crink, you know. Yes. Um, that's probably the worst sound effect uh, Foley work uh, on Earth, but <laughs> you can picture it. In fact, it actually probably got you further from picturing what that sound would be, me doing that. So just close your eyes, forget I did that, and think about a flower pot. Also, you get the great after effect of when if it hits them on the head, then some dirt and like one flower is like left sticking up on their head like a cartoon. Oh, I love it. That could be in the drawing in the book. So I'd love to see Luke with just like a some dirt and a flower on his head. Yeah, you're talking yeah. my language now. Yeah. So I think we got it. I think we nailed it. Nailed it. You know, there's not much else to say about this uh, Star Wars game here, except, uh, you know, we know that two could play this game, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? Well, that's a really good question, Andrew. How sure are we that two people should play this game? On a scale from 0% sure to 100% sure. Andrew, I'm going to say I'm 66% sure that two people should play this game. And I know that sounds low, Andrew, because I did really enjoy it. We've been raving about it the whole time. It is extremely fun, I think. And... To its credit, it really got my blood pumping, honestly. I was, like, on the edge of my seat at certain times playing this game, even though it's yeah, just, like, a book that we're reading, essentially. That's no joke, yeah. Yeah, but I just have to think about it in the larger framework of, you know, playing games in general, and all you really do is duel. You just have one duel when you play this game, and um, I don't know. I, I There's something about not having a board, not having more meat, on the bones, I feel like that um, I just start thinking about other games that I could be playing. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't know. Maybe if there was like a board with meeples and there was and then and then you like did something on that board and then you jumped into this to, to do the fighting part of it. And then you jump back into that. That would be okay. like a more complete experience for me. You know, I see. Well, I guess I'd say it's a little bit shallow. It, it does. It does one right. thing really well. The duel. Um, right. but, um, but, but then that's it basically. So I will say it is quick and it is super easy to jump into once you have a grasp of the rules. So no matter what, Andrew, I do bet that you and I will be breaking this out many more times over our lives. Like whenever we're in a room together with other people and, and we don't want to be there, you know, we'll probably just both say that we're going to the bathroom, you know, at the same, right. t- at the same time, you and I'll be like bathroom, <laughs> right. going to the bathroom. Everyone's like looking at us weird. And then we just go play this in the hallway. That's how I picture this being. So you know what I mean. <laughs> right. But on game nights, we might go for something a little bit bigger and meatier. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say 66% sure that two people should play this game. Now, is there any other reason that you're saying 66%? Execute order 66, Andrew. You got me. <laughs> I want to kill all the Jedi. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Good. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I agree with you that it, it plays really easy, very easy to jump into. It's super fun. And it's uh, like you said, it gets your blood pumping. 
you might be onto something there where it's kind of shallow, where it, it the replay value might not be as good. But you know, I think if you take a little break from it for a little while and come back, uh, it's it's just as fun. Yeah. And plus, if you throw in anything Star Wars, it's gonna get a bump for me for sure. Yeah, I just had a blast playing this game. I thought it was super fun. So I am going to give this one an 83%. I am 83% sure that two people should play this game. Nice. 83, 1983 also happens to be the year that uh, Return of the Jedi came out in theater. So um, wow. maybe, that's, maybe that's why I'm picking that. I don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> Andrew, you big old nerd. I love you. But Andrew, where is this going to fall on our leaderboard? Leaderboard. Okay, so we gave it two different scores, but that's not our final score here, people. We got to average our two scores together and find out where it falls on our leaderboard of two-player board games. So Pete's 66 and my 83 is going to average out to 74.5%. Wow. So we are officially 74.5% sure that two people should play Star Wars lightsaber dueling pack. Wow, Andrew, that puts it a slim margin, just a half a point above Glasgow on our uh, uh, on our list, which is a game that was uh, near and dear to my heart. And uh, and just below Skullcala, which is a game that was near and dear to your heart. So yes, this is this is a this is a game that's right in the middle of our hearts, I'd say. So that's going to place this game at number 11 on our list, uh, which is pretty good. You know, that's in the top half. But if you go back all the way to, uh, we have another Star Wars game on our list here, all the way back at our fourth episode. If you haven't listened to that, check it out. Star Wars Empire vs. Rebellion, which was kind of that blackjack kind of card game. Oh, yeah. That one's way up at number two on the list. So that, yeah. both. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Did we mess that up? or, or... Was there some inflation maybe going on there? Uh, I mean, I remember that game being really good, Andrew, personally. I think uh, I think I would play that any time. Now, it's been a little bit since we jumped back into that one, but I'm going yeah. to hold steady on that one, Andrew. I'm going to say that one was good. It really just depends on your mood. I think I love this game because, like we said, you could just play it sitting on the couch. You don't even need a table, and it's just kind of like a pull out a book and get comfy. And, uh, yeah, I, that's, that's, that's a big factor for me. I, I just like that aspect of it. You don't need to set up a whole bunch of stuff or shuffle anything. It's just like, here you go. Here's a book. It is fun. It's fun to jump in. I feel like you can jump into and jump out of it relatively effortlessly. Whereas the Star Wars Empire versus Rebellion is definitely one you got to like set up and you got to be yeah. in it for a little while to, to, you know, uh, but that's what I like about it. You can play this on a car ride. You could play this, uh, on an airplane. Um, you could play it over the phone yeah. like we did, you know, it's yeah. just, uh, I think it's very anywhere portable. Yeah, that's why I love anywhere I like where that. they allow small booklets. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, Andrew, that leaves one question in my mind. Uh, okay, are we cool? Are we cool? Yeah, after playing this game, are we still cool? Uh, how's our friendship doing? How many points did our friendship go up or down? Hmm. So are we are we still as tight as you and Babu Frick, or what are we what are we talking here? Oh uh, well, wow, Andrew, what a question! I'll tell you what, that's a really tough choice. Don't make me choose, Andrew. <laughs> I'd say after playing this game, let's say our friendship went up by two points, baby. This one got nice. me going, got my blood pumping. I enjoyed doing it with you, and. Um, yeah, like we said, it was kind of, uh, it drew me in, it was quick, it was effortless, uh, and I felt like we actually did something, you know what I mean? We were we were slashing at each other the whole time. Yeah. But, you know, 
even though it was like very much direct combat, it was a blast, baby. It's uh, it gets tense, especially sometimes you can. It's kind of like when you keep getting a tie in rock paper scissors, you keep going back and forth between two moves until one of you picks something different to try and counter it. Yeah. So it gets it gets a little frustrating that way, but I think it's still fun. It's like it's it's a cat and mouse game. I got a one up you. I said plus three on a friendship. It, I I think it was fun. Wow. Yeah, and I wasn't frustrated. Even awesome. when I lost, it was still like, hey, that was that was still fun. I, I was sweaty afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when you lose, it's still fun. I, I agree. <laughs> well, uh, for all the Star Wars fans who listened to our show today, thanks for tuning in. Uh, for all you people who are not Star Wars fans, I'm sure you tuned out already, so thanks for at least trying. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll be back next week. If, if you're not a Star Wars fan, we'll be back next week with a, a game that's not Star Wars. How about that? Just just for you. And if you are a Star Wars fan, hey, there's other stuff in the world, so come on back, you too. <laughs> that's right. We always make at least one Star Wars reference, I think, feel like in every episode. So it's like it's kind of like Where's Waldo of our show. Well, find a that. little Easter egg for all you yeah. big nerds out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's right. Uh, so we do want you to tune in next time. Um, of course, unless you get another friend. That's the one rule, right? You can't tune in to, then if you get another friend. Yep, you're exactly right, Andrew. In that case, you're going to want to turn into a three-player board game podcast called The Birds and the Threes, which is a podcast where three people try to explain how children are made using a different board game as a metaphor each week. It's uh, wow. It's kind of weird, you know what I mean? It's a bit of a slog on their part. They re- they do some they do some reaching. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, so in Candyland, you know, uh, you've got the muck monster or whatever. You know. <laughs> so it's it's kind of adult, but also not. It's for children, really. It's exactly it's, uh, okay. It's, that's nice. It's educational. I'll, I'll tune in. I'll tune in. Yeah, you should probably tune in, Andrew, because you know I've been meaning to have this talk with you, and it just never came up. But this podcast, you know. It's got you. It's got you covered. It's got some stuff you're gonna need to hear, Andrew. Let's put it that way. Not because I'm getting another friend, just because I need to watch. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?